Welcome to the Whispers with Women podcast. I'm Amanda Allen. Thank you for joining me as I share with you wide-ranging and deep conversations with women of integrity and wisdom, women who have navigated life on life's terms, who turn threat into opportunity, and who share their stories and their souls with you so that you may feel loved and supported and not so alone as you navigate your own strange, wonderful and often challenging life. If you struggle with fluid retention, irritable bowel, bloatedness, cellulite, inflammation, hormone imbalances, fatigue, anxiety, sleep problems, toxic metal and chemical pollutants overload, then I invite you to explore my seven unicorns health support and detoxifying formulas. I am built by the products I offer on my website, my Green Goddess, my Zeo Body Detox, my 9-Day Detox Ritual Cleanse will utterly transform your body, your weight, your health and your mental and emotional states. They are my divine gift to the women of the world. Use the code WHISPERS at checkout for 10% off all my beautiful products. Nadine Shaw is a 47-year-old mother of two young children. She was one of the first women in the world to compete in the sport of CrossFit. Nadine is a true trailblazer. Back in 2009, Nadine fell into CrossFit from wanting to be an actress and aerobics instructor. Instead, she found herself at the ranch in Aromas as an individual female. She competed again in 2010 and 2011 on a team representing CrossFit Ignite in Sydney. She recalls the heyday, shares about the old days of CrossFit, running one of the first CrossFit gyms in Australia, becoming a mum, and then selling CrossFit Ignite in 2019 and the ensuing wholesale changes of her life, moving from Sydney to the land, raising her children, Going barefoot, she talks about making a difference and her passion for biohacking and the three C's, curiosity, choice and consciousness. Today, Nadine is passionate about teaching people about health through her online coaching site. This is such a fascinating and reassuring conversation about passion, purpose, CrossFit, change and health. I know you're going to love this are we talking to here today (laughs) well I guess the the relevance for us for today is probably our our relationship or our background because um uh the reason that we've come across one another is through CrossFit so in the last little while um 2009 to present day I've been a crossfitter although in it back in the day 2009 to 2012 I was competitive as well and I've competed at the crossfit games just like you have mm-hmm. well, not with as much success maybe not quite <laughs> as much hoorah but then I think Instagram has had a there. huge part to play in that <laughs> you know oh well yeah I do agree that you know there's there's you be, it's easy to become a has-been isn't it if social media is not talking about you right yeah, yeah. You, you all of a sudden people go who like does anyone know who Camille LeBlanc is anymore no no not unless you were old school like right? I didn't even know so, what a nano was what a nano is that's right like in quantum physics <laughs> so um 
yeah, that's been a big part of my life, but that has, but it's also changed a lot in the last 12 years. Um, and yeah, it's been a significant part of my life journey, I guess, it, from my mid, mid 30s to mid to uh, late 40s. Um, although it's changed significantly. Yeah. Mm. Tell Does me, that give you? Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> a great start. Like, I mean, look, like, like we will just bumble our way through this beautiful sure. um, conversation that we're about to have, we're embarking upon. Um, so now I know, uh, well, I guess just as a little, little background, like although our paths have been very similar in terms of being competitive CrossFitters and, you know, having drunk the Kool-Aid and having it been hmm. such a huge part of our and defining part of our lives for the last, well, for you, it'd be like 13, 14 years, wouldn't it be? Hmm. But we didn't really meet. We never met until no. very recently. We bumped into each other in physical form. <laughs> and, you know, like I just gave you a big hug. I'm like, oh, my God, I know who you are, but I've never <laughs> met you. Do you know? Yeah. And it's so yeah. exciting to have that connection to somebody who's been um, to the CrossFit Games and really lived and breathed everything that is CrossFit. Um, and and that, that isn't CrossFit per se, but it's health and well-being and high achievement and mental focus and resilience and, you know, um, there's so much in that. So I love that I get to have this conversation with you mm. to discover who this person is because, see, see, I'm already going on, so I will let you talk. <laughs> But, you know, when I started CrossFit, I accidentally fell into it. I wanted to be going to the Olympics and high kneeling canoeing and I started doing CrossFit to help me with my upper body strength. But I qualified for the CrossFit Games and then my coach is like, I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? And my coach gave me these videos from the 2008-2009 CrossFit Games that were held at the ranch in California and I watched all of it. I binge watched it and I fell in love with CrossFit during that time and that's where your name came up and I became Mm. aware of you. And, uh, you know, that, that is really the connection. Um, and I didn't, I, I really, I have not known you in all that time. And yet I have this huge respect and honour for you being so early days um, in this incredible sport. Like what a, what a rare, rare air you, you held. Like, <laughs> yeah, hmm. you know what, I fell into it as well, but I was never, ever a competitive sports person like when I was a a kid at school I didn't really do any sport um which often surprises people Hmm. and um I when I was 30 decided that I wanted to change industries I I I trained as an actress in theater (gasps) oh yes let's get a little (laughs) bit of the background because that's pretty different yeah being a an actress to a Hmm. Um, well, I went from acting and I worked in hospitality because that's what you normally do when you're an actor. Of course. <laughs> Unless you get a big break. Um, and so I was working in this cafe and it was next door to a fitness first. And I was <laughs> like, I know what I can do. I can be an aerobics instructor, you know, because I was always like, what would I like to do if I never got a job as an actor? Mm. And so I worked full time in a cafe and went back to college and studied um, my certificate three and four in fitness and became a personal trainer. And then I got a job at Ignite in 2007, I think. Ignite, and what the hell, what's that? That was the gym that I worked at. And then we 
found CrossFit as a style of training and we became CrossFit Ignite Sydney. Um, Yeah. And so I was sort of just, you know, exercising for the fun of it and CrossFit Mm -hmm. came along Mm -hmm. and then they opened up the CrossFit games to the world in 2009, but it was all very loose compared to how it is now. You know, basically, how it just, evolved. You basically just put your hand up and said, Yeah, I'll have a go. I'm gonna have a go. <laughs> so, we went to CrossFit FX. Did you ever go there? In... Oh, hell yeah, I did my level one there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, that was where the regionals were held. No, and it was sectionals, wasn't it? Was it sectionals? That was, was that what region- it was called. That was regionals. That was 2009 <laughs> regionals. People they called it regionals. Yeah, oh, I think okay. so. Yeah, and the okay. following year they made it into sectionals. Now you and um, Taz. Taz made it yeah. that year. Yes, yeah. and Steve, but there was some Steve Willis and Chris. Still. Oh, that's you know what? right, Commando. Yeah, Commando. Steve. Yeah. Um, there wasn't that much competition. I think that's one of the reasons I went. Oh, <laughs> because I love there was, that. There was probably only 12 girls that did the workouts rec- as recommended. So you were allowed to compete <laughs> even if you were doing ring dips with therabands. You know, you were, you were, if you scaled your weights, you were still oh, allowed bless, to compete. Bless. Which I, the good old which days. Which I really loved that, that part of CrossFit. And it, it's kind of sad that that's not you know in the competitive side of things that doesn't happen anymore um but you know that's just what, the, the band supported ring dips yeah all the things you know that you can just, the that anyone can just throw the hat in the ring and go let's oh. see how we go oh. um yeah and i i qualified i came second taz came first and we went to the games that was it. and it was only two girls wasn't it two girls yeah yeah. And then who qualified because you qualified in 2010 again, individual? Um, I think I came in the I can't remember how I ranked, but I we decided to put a team together oh, to give came, ourselves yeah. the best. Like I was still I still ranked quite high, I think, but we decided to go regionals as a team. Um in 2011, t- mm. 2010 and 2011 actually. Ah, okay, yeah. got so it. So we did that two years in a row and we took a team oh. two years in a row. And that was the year I qualified for individual. Was it? Oh, my gosh. Yes, yeah, 2011. So we... Oh, wow. So we were there mm. together. Yeah. Yes, we were. <laughs> With the nanos. That was when they got released, I think. I still have my pair of nanos still from got that mine. Games, And they are my favourite <laughs> nanos. Yeah, same. The prototypes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. So, uh, I mean... Look, obviously, we still have huge, like, I can just feel all my passion and joy bubbling up for CrossFit. <laughs> and I think a lot of women who would be listening would, would I mean, there'll be many women who will listen and, and know CrossFit and love mm-hmm. CrossFit, but there'll be so many as well who, who don't really know what it is. And, and I think our passion sometimes gets, you know, like it gets away from us and and then there's not that explanation yeah. of what CrossFit was. And I, I would love to delve into that with you. Like, And I know we haven't even, like, you're a mum, you've got two mm. kids, you know, you've you've sold the gym, you've you've moved to a little, um, you know, rural paradise. Like, I mean, there's all of that in your background too, but perhaps we'll just circle around those things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, what, what was it? Because CrossFit basically defined what, was it four, is it 13 years? Yeah. 12, 13 years of your life. Yeah, yeah, sure. 
Um, it did. What What held you? What did you love? Um, you know, how was that for you? How did it define and change you? It was quite a steep learning curve, actually, because when, as I said, in 2009, I kind of fell into it and it was quite a different thing then. It was a bit, it was more like, let's follow this online program and see how we, you know, and every so often get together with a bunch of people and see how we go. Yeah. And so that, and then in 2011, what year was the first one where they, 2012, I think, where they released the workouts and had the online open? No, it was 11 was because it? I did it. Was that yeah, the yeah. Open? It was, I think it was okay. $20, throw your hat in the ring, have a go. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be training anyway. I'll have a go. Okay, cool. Yeah, so maybe it was 2012 where they, they posted the workouts for the regional competition before the regionals were held and the workouts were the same worldwide, I think. Um, no, it was, it was 2011. That's, that's when they started doing all that. Did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Drip, drip, drip. Yeah. 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 Drip feed information for regionals. I found that a real head fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because I really liked the, I really liked going in, not knowing what you were doing, you know, the unknown and unknowable. So like turning up, everyone's in exactly the same boat. No one knows mm. whether they've trained for the right things. Mm. You've trained across the board to be as good as you can. If you've got any weak links, then, you know, they'll be exposed. They'll be exposed. <laughs> but those mm. years when all of a sudden it was like you were told up front what you were going to do, you had the chance to practice the workouts beforehand. Yes. For me, yes. that was like, well, I'm shit at all these things. And in oh. 2012, it was all stuff that was really heavy. Yes. Um, and it was like there was heavy. Because you're little. Yeah, you're little. little. And, I, and like there was heavy <laughs> snatches and there was... Mm. Oh, heavy deadlifts don't bother me. There was heavy dumbbell, what was it? Dumbbell ground to overhead. Were they, yeah, 30 oh, kilo dumbbell, dumbbell snatches. snatches. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that was a, that was that a regionals. regionals. Oh my God, I loved oh, that. Oh my God. Oh, 32.5 kilo yeah. um, for yeah. women. And I just That's had right. a meltdown and um, pulled out halfway through the regional oh. competition. I was there and I was just like, yeah. I can't do it. Like I was in the warm up area. And um, oh. couldn't lift a 25 kilo dumbbell. And I was like, I'm not going out there. Can't do it. <laughs> and, and I withdrew. And was, that more, was that mental? Yes. Did that really yeah. um, skits, skits you yeah, out? Totally. Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And For a long time. I know that it was, defi- it was designed to do yeah. that. Like that 32.5 for the mm. individuals, that really shook the women yeah. up completely. Now, now. You don't even think about no. it. Well, I still would. And that's what I love about properly. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I fucking can't pick up. I can't even pick it up off the ground. I'm going that's over right. my head now. But, mm. but um, and then the following year, it was all really light stuff. It was like Jackie and with oh, and Fran with rope climbs or something. And I was like, well, if, yes. if I'd been there that year, I would have cleaned yes. up. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that was a real um, uh, da- well, ter- yeah, I don't know that point really sort of struck me hard um yeah, yeah. which is a shame but it is and so it's such a you stayed game, competitive how, how long did you that stay was it. You, so you competed 2009 10 11 12 yeah, and then regionals halfway through 2012 i got so yeah. 2012 was the year you got to regionals but um withdrew you withdrew yeah. and was that as a team or individual, individual. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. really yeah. So 2012, that was the first year we went to Wollongong. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember there was that cleans so and well. pistols. I did all right at that. It was just those, du- oh, it was just, there right. was double unders and snatches. And the first snatch weight was like my re- my my max weight, 45 oh, kilos or something. Oh, oh my <laughs> yeah, gosh. So, yeah, so I just mentally, like, and that, I guess that showed up for me that I'm not a competitive athlete. I was good at CrossFit and, you know, I was good enough to go to the games, but, uh, but mentally I'm not, I can't, uh, yeah. Um, that resilience wasn't no, there or the depth no, wasn't no. there. Yeah, that's so yeah. interesting. And did that bother you? Like how yeah. were you with that? Yeah. And, it, and in what way? Like how did it affect you? What did, what did you do as a oh. result of that experience? Well, I didn't uh, compete anymore. <laughs> Mm. um I don't know I I was on a I was on a bit of a downer about it for a while not like seriously like I still trained and stuff I just had to I guess I kind of had to let it go but it's it was a you know a bit of a process and then in mm. uh in two late 2013 I got I, I had Lou I got pregnant with Louis so like I just that and then everything changed anyway because when you have kids <laughs> Everything Everything changes. Changes. You, I can't even yeah. remember what I did in training like yesterday, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. whereas I used to obsess about it, obsess. Yeah. So from 2009 through to 2012, mm. you were 150% yeah. in. Yeah. And so how did your training look and your nutrition? Like what was your... Well, I guess, uh, I guess that was another thing. Like I didn't ever train as a serious athlete. <laughs> um you know, some days I might train twice a day, but I was still working. We had the gym and we were working full time. So it was like, you know, you didn't, we didn't have time to train more than that. It felt quite indulgent to, to train for more than two hours. Um, Mm. you know, so there was occasional days where we do a double session. So I did all right considering like I didn't really train as a serious athlete and my nutrition Mm. has never really hadn't didn't really change like we just ate sort of you know paleo-esque I never I never really got into supplementing with protein shakes or anything like that I just ate a normal cleaned up yeah more normal yeah. clean diet yeah I did yeah 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 and I, I think that um back then I think you're quite right at 2012 CrossFit there was something was a seismic shift oh. and it became really quite uh, worldwide popular sought after and a lot more serious yeah because yeah. um, I know for me like yeah I, I mean I was already mental um, I was already training hard oh. I, I was built for it in another sport so when I segued into CrossFit like I was already a trainer yeah you know, I was already looking for every edge and every one percent yeah. and um, but I did feel like when I came back from the 2011 games, I was like, I got off the plane with my suitcase and I went to the fucking gym, still with my suitcase, <laughs> and I'm like, lock and load, baby. I'm going back 2012. <laughs> it was on. Actually, gym. you know, when we did the 2009, I felt exactly the same when I came back. I was so mm. pumped of the experience. I was like, this was the best thing ever. Couldn't mm-hmm. stop talking about it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you find? Mm-hmm. What did you find it was like? Because it, um, I guess another thing that I found being competitive with it that it felt quite lonely. 
Um, not not right. for me. I, I loved it. I love being alone. Okay. I love. I'm. I've, I think I'm. I've always been. Um, you know, people used to think that I was like. I used to get in trouble for daydreaming okay. and um, or being lazy or whatever. But I, I'm away in my mm. head. I'm away in worlds inside <laughs> my own skin. Yeah. So it really suited me. Team sports really uh, intimidated me. I used to play women's water mm-hmm. polo and I hated it. Women were so intimidatory mm. and I found it very threatening. But inside of my own skin alone, like the only thing I had to control was me, myself yeah. and I. You see, I like mm. the camaraderie of it and like having a bit of banter and that sort of thing, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. throwing down with a bunch of people and, you know, supporting one another. And when I went to mm. the Games in 2009, it was very, it, I felt very isolated, like everyone was in their yeah. little cliques if they knew each other yeah. and, and it yeah. just felt a little bit like you felt in the team sport, like, you know, mm. intimidating and unfriendly and not really that much fun. Yeah, it's interesting, mm. isn't it? Because I love having people around in the yeah. gym um, to just banter off and play music and be stupid. Mm. But I could equally spend six hours in the gym alone, down some rabbit hole in my own head, <laughs> lifting, working out, you know, trying to do handstand push-ups. Like I could do yeah. either. Um, but at, in competition, like I would feel immense pressure to turn mm. up um, for my teammates so much so it would break me. Right. Whereas I could manage it myself by yeah. myself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I I, mm. I much prefer training alone these days um mm-hmm. probably because the only other option I've got is training with Darren and he's better than me <laughs> I think there's huge escapism uh, yeah. in it too like if you're if you've got children you're running a business you're married like for you to escape into your you know whatever mm. it is an hour of training yeah. um you know that's your meditation mm. that's your private space and um I can totally relate to that I think there's definitely you know, behaviour and character traits, but then there's the, the context of yeah. your life. And, um, yeah, I, that's how I, you know, because I ran CrossFit Byron Bay, I owned that um, gym for almost three years. And, you know, I wanted it to be the happiest hour of people's yeah. lives where they could escape everything that was serious and mm. stressful and play and squeal and mm. lift and sweat and forget, Yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 It's definitely... Having my own personal experience of, um, you know, that sort of w- withdrawing from the the, the regionals uh, and also becoming a, a parent, <laughs> I don't know um, mm. how that correlates, but I've definitely over since then as a trainer become much more flexible with with the people I train as well. Explain what you mean, because that's really interesting Um, to me. Well, I used to be, you know, when I was competitive and training hard and, you know, competing, doing all the things, um, the people I trained or any and anyone who came into the gym, it was like, fucking take it seriously. Like, you know, (laughs) you know, wreck them if they don't squat deep enough and you make them do it again. Um, (laughs) All of those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But. I've mm. become a bit more like, you know what, like you said, you know, if you want it to be uh, a, a, an hour of their day where they feel like they're achieving stuff. And so I've, I'm just a little bit looser about those things. I'm just mm. not as hard, you know. Yeah, I, I get that. And I, I think it's such a delicate balancing mm. act because there are things about CrossFit that I adore and I'm so grateful that it's set such high standards yep. for me. 
in every respect and and that you know if I went into another gym and I would look oh, around and go oh, cringe, no rap, cringe. No, rap, no, rap <laughs> no 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 standards no standards yeah you know go back to CrossFit and I just loved it for that and I think it built us very strong and with the highest integrity mm. as humans and with that character but yeah and then to like learn how to apply that to your mm. clients is you know and where the softness you know where it is to be soft and where it is to be you know stronger and ha- harder on the standard and the integrity I think it's I think that's what builds such an incredible trainer yeah and coach yeah is is learning um how to yeah yeah totally and like with yeah with people with the people i train now it's still you know all of those standards are are super important but it's yeah i guess it's in the delivery and understanding what they want to get out of it as well like if people don't Mm. want to be a competitive crossfitter you know if they want to live a, a healthier life and be strong and mobile you know then taking into consideration those things <laughs> um, rather yes. than, you know, people who – well, if people, no, yeah, yeah. people want to come and, and they say they want to do the CrossFit Open, it's like, well, then you're going to have to follow the standards and, you know. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's just sort of having an awareness of what, what people's needs and desires are, I guess, when it comes to their training, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. So tell me, have you journeyed with any health or injury issues? No, I've been really, really lucky. <laughs> no, no. I've been really, oh, really fortunate. Really? Yeah. So you've been quite yeah. blessed in that Do you area. know what? what you put I put it down, down to? to not doing any sport when I was a kid. <laughs> I think mm. a lot of, well, the, a lot of the people I've trained over the years, if they have had shoulder knee hip back they've often well for men played some kind of contact sport girls um ankles from netball that sort of thing but no I've never had any injuries like I've had niggles here and there but nothing that I that Mm. I would call an injury so you never you wouldn't have been an overtrainer then by the sounds of it with all your commitments and no um, I don't think so yeah there's that. There's definitely that. I think overstressing, <clears throat> overtraining, overworking, yeah. overpushing. Yeah. You know, I think they they definitely mm. lead to injury. And I mean, you could be completely sedentary and end up, you know, so chronically totally. injured. So yeah. It's um. Yeah. So tell me. So you. So CrossFit Ignite. Now you were one of the very first gyms yeah. in the country. Like you, I mean, you were a trailblazer. <laughs> I think you you are so understating this. <laughs> you know like I I really do like I put you on the the nicest pedestal you could imagine um, because you were a a huge trailblazer for so many women in this sport and I know a lot of women still follow you who are old school been there from the beginning as well and and really respect and admire the example you set and um, you know the space that you stepped into in those very very early days um so, I mean, I'm just fascinated to understand how, I mean, I, I didn't know what we were going to talk about when we, we I mean, I assumed CrossFit <laughs> would come up without a doubt. But, I mean, your journey from, well, you were the original, um, you know, CrossFit Games athlete. You had one of the first CrossFit boxes in mm. the country and now you have sold that yeah. recently um, and moved into an entirely different phase of your life. I would really love to 
try and have that conversation about how that that trajectory Mm. um because there's some major major shifts major achievements major um commitments passion and and changes in your life um and then becoming a (laughs) mum in all of that too so um okay golly guide guide me along that okay let's Let's go backwards a little bit, or we, let's, let's jump around. back. We yeah, can jump in around. Time. Well, let's start jump from where around. I am now. So Darren and I sold our gym. Well, you know, thankfully, now with what happened, you know, with COVID, it would have been a disaster having a gym in Sydney. Um, in late two thousand and nineteen, August two thousand and nineteen, we sold the gym. And we, so we had, we had a CrossFit, we had a gym or it was Darren's gym. And then we got together and, and we turned it into a CrossFit gym and we had that for. Oh, so you, you went from. Employee um, to wife. The cafe. (laughs) Oh, nice. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. From the cafe. I said, yeah. And then I went and worked at Ignite and then we went. And were you, how many CrossFit gyms were there at that point? And I mean, how did you even okay. discover CrossFit? Please. So we like, had how? a trainer called Oscar who worked at the gym and he found CrossFit online and he just started doing it and he told us about it. And it was literally just, you know, CrossFit.com where they posted a workout every day. People, mm-hmm. there, were no, there were no CrossFit gyms. Um, no. Uh, oh, in the States somewhere, like, right? There was um, yeah, that, San, Diego, uh, Santa Cruz. San Diego? Yeah. So that was the mm-hmm. first one that opened and that was with, um, was that with Annie? I think that was with Annie. So, oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. It was Annie Sakamoto. Yeah. Um, yes. But there was, there, that was kind of like an experiment as well, I think. Um, so mm-hmm. it was basically workouts online that changed, you know, constantly varied, blah, 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 blah. Um, and you, everyone just posted their scores. So most people were mm-hmm. actually working out at home in garages and that sort of thing. They were just doing their own thing. There was no CrossFit gym. Um, and so Oscar introduced it to the gym and we just started, the trainers in the gym just started doing it. And then, gradu- and then yeah. gradually over time <laughs> we started putting it on the board and we'd get some of the clients to do it because we had sort of a um, personalized personal training studio type thing. So everyone had their own programs, but we had trainers working on the floor all the time. So um, we just sort of started getting some of the clients to do it. And, you know, over time we said, okay, we're ready. We're going to evolve. We're going to turn into a CrossFit gym. Um, We went to do a CrossFit seminar that Matt Swift held with another guy who <laughs> yeah. I don't know his name, who was from CrossFit Bondi. He was another like earlier doctor, and Andrew Catamol. He I was one of the another name. first one of the first um, CrossFit gyms in Australia. So there was Matt Swift, the guy from CrossFit Bondi, um, Andrew Catamol, and Fiona Muxlow. She was one of the first CrossFit oh um, affiliates in Australia. Oh my God. How many women will be listening to this now who were old school CrossFit will remember <laughs> all of these names with like, you know, so they had seminar and it was just kind of like a, you know, it was very under underground. Was it underground? Was that, yeah, that's what you call it. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Very so cold, they very held underground. A seminar and basically just 
taught us all the things, all the things in one weekend <laughs> out at yeah. Homebush. Um, and, you know, I did Tabata squats for the first time and, and couldn't walk. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Walk for a week. And they, and they gave us um, sight gone bad. And I, and I learned how to do oh. double unders and I learned how to do wall balls and oh. did some gym. And <laughs> Excuse me, how long did it take you to do double unders? Oh, uh, this is very like important. First go. Oh, not, it took me not two like weeks. Consistently, like one, you know, loads in a row, but like two in a yeah. row. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah. One, two, skip. Mm. One double under. One, two, skip. Fiona Muxlow <laughs> taught me how to do double unders. How about that? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and then we did our CrossFit certification. I think October two thousand and eight, and we affiliated in yes. May two thousand and nine. Do you remember what it cost Gosh. you to affiliate back then? Was it five hundred bucks? Yeah, yeah, I reckon it was, and I it think stayed that's the good old days. At that. Yeah, yeah, you start, you locked in. Once you were paying that amount, you locked in yeah. for the re- yeah. for rest I think of your it was days, 500. right? It may have been. Yeah, yeah. I think I think when I was paying, it was more like yeah. Was it Gosh. three grand yeah. US? Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Anyway, times yeah. evolved. We had so we did our competition. Yes. Period, and then we moved to a different facility, and um stayed as a CrossFit gym. Um, but the challenge that we had, well, there was two challenges. Firstly, we started having babies. So we weren't at the gym as much <laughs> as we had been. So Darren and I were probably both working 60 hours a week. So, you know, you're managing your staff. Yeah. In the you're gym. taking care yeah. of all <laughs> of the things. And we, the yeah. staff that we had when we weren't working there as much, when we had, once we'd had the kids, the oh it's you know things just get a little bit loose um and you know if you're mm. not there to kind of keep an eye on things you know they start using yep. trainers start yep. using their mobile phones yep. you know checking their messages while they're on you know while they're supposed to be working and you know yeah we had a trainer that just left the gym in the middle of his shift and went and bought dinner <laughs> you know, okay. All this, all this stuff going Seriously? on. Which year are we talking about? This is not like this 2009. Was the, this was the Gen what? Ys, you know. You have the Gen Ys coming in. <laughs> oh, boy, blimey, uh, Charlie. Anyway, so there was all that stuff happening. Plus, lots of CrossFit gyms started opening up all around us, you know. So we weren't. So, yeah. sorry to go, go back again, but were you. Who was the first? Oh, Do you know who was the first CrossFit gym in the country? I don't know if we. Do you know if you guys I, were? We were definitely one of the one first, of the first few. few. We were one of we were one of the one of three in New South Wales, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And you affiliated. What year was oh, that? Two thousand and eight, two thousand nine. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh gosh! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's early, early yeah. days. Yeah. So we were one of the only ones. So people go for CrossFit. They can either go to one in Bondi, they can go to Cogra where Mick and um, Steve were, or they could come to us. That was, yeah. that was the only choice. Yeah. Do you remember Chad, Chad McKay? Yeah. He did his oh, first, yeah. Cross, uh, yeah, yeah, he did his first ever CrossFit comp at our gym. <laughs> and oh, um, Luke Starr oh, bless. Well. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Gosh, they came, the they came and they did their first ever yes. comp with us. Gosh, and yeah. they stood the test yeah. of time, didn't they? They certainly Those did. boys. So, yeah. yeah, things just changed a lot and our priorities changed as well. So, 
um, children, children, and also you know you feel you feel like you're flogging a dead horse a little bit when you know you're doing the, Do all you... the things and you know just fighting to get leads and members and people are just people just become more price that... sensitive. Well, how come you're more expensive than the one down the road? You know that it cut. It starts yeah. boiling down to that. So was it a lucrative did you did you make good money from running um, a yes. CrossFit gym in Sydney? You did. Back in the day, That's but it got good. more difficult. Yeah. Got more difficult as yes. more CrossFit gyms opened up like it was harder to maintain our numbers. So I think that the highest numbers we had were like around 200 members. Yeah. And oh, towards wow. the yeah, end it was gym. probably 130 yeah. something. Yeah. That's yeah, a huge change, isn't it? Yeah. And, and irrespective of those numbers, you were always yeah. a successful gym. But, you know, when you've had it really, really successful and then you, you know, mm. yeah. Wanes a yeah. little. Look, I mean, CrossFit just underwent mm. such massive well, evolution and then another evolution and then, yeah. you know, that popularity and you started to squeeze and then, you know, everybody who started CrossFit came in with their <laughs> Reebok Nanos and their CrossFit Games, you know, Annie yeah. Dora's daughter T-shirt. You know, like when I started CrossFit, like I had my, <laughs> my right. spongy I used to wear sneakers, you know. <laughs> yeah. We had no, no idea. I didn't know what the um, squatty oh, over the head my... thing was. Like what's that squatty squat, when you squatty squat? over the head thing? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I I actually wrote my own little Bible when another me- movement came up. I'm like, oh, I'll draw yes. it and I'll write down what yeah. it's called Overhead so I can remember. Squats. I remember doing them for the first oh. time in a workout. We used the treadmill <laughs> for the run, <laughs> and it was it was oh nice. Is, it Is that the 400 run 21 overhead squats? Overhead and, um, squat run. I was yes inside yes, yes. a rack using a like an old school barbell, 20 kilos. And I was oh, I swearing, oh, I love it. these are fucking ridiculous. I was like, what a oh. stupid movement because <laughs> they were so difficult. Yeah. Oh, dear. And did you, did you fall deeply, deeply in love with this sport? Like what was it that, that took you, like heart oh, and soul? It's just, yeah. well, we did it with a group of, you know, we did it with a group of people who we loved training with. You see continual progress for so long and continual improvements and you mm. and you're always mm. learning new stuff. It's not like, you know, going in and doing you do like forever you squat and you bench press and you do all of the things, but you you just learn so many different things. I'm still learning to do things. I'm yeah. Still, well, I'm still crap at some of the things. I agree. And trying to get better at them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. The the yeah. eternal progress, not perfection. It's so true, isn't it? Yeah. Like it was constantly varied to a level yeah. that is almost indescribable, and and that didn't change. That that just continued to evolve. You think, yeah, I've got handstand push-ups, no problems, and then they introduced yeah, that's right. deficit strict. Or, yeah. you know, parallel strict. Mm. It's like, really? Yeah. I just thought I was doing so well before you well, changed. Well, butterfly pull-ups you know? didn't exist when we started. No. Oh, no. no, they didn't, did they? And now people start with butterfly pull-ups, you know, and and get ahead yeah. of ahead of themselves. What? Um, 
And so, yeah, that that um, constant progress, always learning. I mean, in terms of because I saw uh, with CrossFit Byron Bay, I saw a lot of people, mm. older people start. Um, I was just describing it to somebody the other day and it's like you don't understand, like CrossFit is not all no. 20-something ripped um, young people. It mm. is it is broken, yeah. middle-aged, overweight people who want to get fit. And I can't imagine a better sport because it is so constantly varied. There is so much extraordinary skill. You're moving across mm. every movement pattern and dimension, <laughs> upside down you know blood flow to the brain you know laughter and frustration yeah like in equal measure like truly varied and stimulating mm. to the entire well, I system think actually um probably two years ago crossfit decided to they was didn't they withdraw from the crossfit games because the majority of their people around the world that owned crossfit boxes crossfit gyms and um the, the the vast majority of the members of those gyms are those people that you were talking about right but they weren't the ones that get mm, getting the focus mm-hmm. or the support it was all the money was going back into no, the, yeah. the crossfit games which is for a minority group right yeah and it's and it so they yeah. actually oh, yeah, started 100%. to change their focus um and their yes. web, you know, they changed their website. They withdrew their sponsorship of the CrossFit Games and made the those other what were those competitions called? Um, sanctionals. So what a plaza and yes. those sorts of things. Um, oh yes, yes yeah. Yes, they yes. Oh, so yeah, that was changed, changed, didn't they? Um, because they wanted to put the focus back on the people, the people, the humans. Yeah, which the is humans. where CrossFit the human humans. It's so true. It's like it was, yeah, Ord- yeah, yeah right. ordinary people Functional doing fitness. extraordinary things. Yeah. <laughs> a minimal mm. effective dose, you know, like me training six hours a day like a mental woman. No. That is not minimal effective dose. It's and not sustainable, not is it? It's particularly healthy. Um, but, you know, when anybody ever okay. asked me in interviews about, like, who are your heroes, I would always say, those unsung heroes, those people who have a job, they have kids, they're half broken, they're overweight, they turn up, they do their best, mm. they can't do anything rx and they yeah. leave and they come back the next day. Do you know? There's no fanfare. There's no mm. crowds. There's no hoorah. Yeah. They are my heroes. Yeah. They're trying yeah. to be a little bit better every day. Not always successful. I think that's the beauty of up. CrossFit for so many people as well is because they are often in a, an environment where they're with a, a group of people. They have that support network. They see each other striving and struggling. Um, and mm. it takes their mind off of all the shit that you, you know, that you could potentially have going on. You know, yeah. I can't, you know, if you're doing it on your yeah. own, I can't yeah. do it. I'm not good enough. All, this, all the things. Mm. I love that. Do you know um, the word community? I heard it spoken the other day and it really brought it home to me because that is common unity, you know, the common unity, the thing that brings us, unites Mm. us, and CrossFit did that. I loved the way it created community. And I think in the last decade CrossFit really held a place in a society where it brought back those groups, you know, of 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 people in a community Um, and it brought back that social um, common unity within, um, you know, Mm. like a family, 
Like I, there was so much about it that it, it gave me a, a sense of belonging that I had yeah, never totally. really experienced before. I think that was one of the things that I loved so much about it. I felt like such a weirdo where I belonged, you know, a weirdo who belonged with a bunch <laughs> yeah. of other weirdos. Because you do have to be a little bit weird to even yeah, decide I'm going to do CrossFit. Yeah. Oh, you do, definitely. You're not normal. I've never, never thought of it like that before. <laughs> oh, shit, I thought about it every day. It's like, look at me go, Classic. look at them go. Love We're all it. weird together. Mm. And I, I, yeah, I, I think it's um, yeah, it's very reassuring. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that and oh, I think that, that journey. Like those people that you said, you know, the the hero, your heroes, the people who keep showing up. CrossFit really helps with that because <sighs> they've got that community there. They've got you know when they might have that niggling thought in their head, I'm not going to go. They think of all the people that are going to ask them. Where were you? And it's not because they, you know, it's because they care, yeah. um, which, you know, is, re- yeah. is really what draws a lot of people to CrossFit, all the weirdos together. <laughs> yes, truly. And, you know, I would love that there'd be like a 50 or 60-year-old women who would always meet up. They'd do the, you know, it might be the 6 a.m. class. And, you know, there'd be four of them who always work together. They'd always have their same platform and their same little barbell and their same little support group. And then they go off into the world like they would lift heavy. Nobody would ever, you know, pick them for CrossFitters who lifted heavy before they came to work. And then they go off into their little world, you know, woken and alive and stimulated yeah. and, yeah. Um, you know, vibrant um, yeah, to, to cool. live their lives. Yeah. Yeah, very, but it, yeah. Very. So let's you go. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we were sort of following that trajectory mm. of your your life, and I I just because you're so humble, and um, you know, there's there's a huge life in those ten, eleven, twelve years that you had. So, I guess at what point did you to decide that? It was time to move out of CrossFit. And w- what was the impetus for that? Because you could have held on to the gym for another, yeah. you know, five years. So obviously years. having kids, you start to reprioritize. And we were getting a little bit fed up with, you know, feeling like we were slogging our guts out and, and the, the amount of competition, not just from CrossFit gyms, but from all of the other gyms. Like there were so many functional fitness gyms. Oh, yeah. F45 yeah, that happened, X-Fit and 12-round fitness and God knows what else. (laughs) Um, And, you know, like I said, people just become price sensitive. They don't go, what what value am I getting? They go, how much can I afford? And it's not, you know, a lot of people might say, yeah, I I really like your gym and I understand that, um, you know, what, what the value is, but I can't pay that much. I just literally don't have the money. So we just got a bit fed up slogging our guts out um, and not feeling like we were getting anywhere. And constantly having to justify the value? Well, Um, not really. Did you feel that? It was just like our heart wasn't in it anymore. Like we, yeah. Yeah, Um, well, there's that. Like it, and... Actually, in hindsight, since we sold the gym, we we know that uh, we still love CrossFit as a you know a movement practice, mm. um, and we mm. still do it. But at the time, we were just like we're done. Mm. We just felt done. 
yeah, yeah. Oh, I know that feeling. Cooked. And so how long did it take so from then to We probably left, started planning or talking about it about that? two and a half, three years before it actually happened. Um, and we talked about yeah. know, where would we, we wanted to move out of Sydney. We just sort of, you know, it, there was this, oh, Jay Shetty posted it. You know Jay Shetty, right? Yeah, he posted something on Facebook. Yes. I can't remember yes. the exact um, thing, but it was like you spend your life getting up, and going to work, um, you know, driving to work in the car that you've mm. paid for with your job. You leave your house. Mm. You know, you have to work to pay for the house. Um, then you get home. You're too tired yeah. to enjoy the house that you've never spent any time in, but that you're working to pay for. You know, all of those things. And it was like uh-huh. light bulb uh-huh. moment. Uh-huh. Kind of uh-huh. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Because we were really just it like, just... yeah, live it like you know, Darren would go to work, I'd have the kids, he'd come home, he'd take the kids, I'd go to work. And we're basically just tag teaming our life. Worrying. Yeah. It's like slaving. Worrying about our mortgage, worrying about our business. And it's like, hang on a minute. (laughs) We're, yeah, we're like. It's so catabolic, isn't it? Well, and you can change your life at any time, right? We, I think society, you know, we have this sort of, you know, grow up, get a job, get married, have kids, buy a house, retire, get sick, die. That's kind of like a lot of people's perception of what life is. Yes. But it's actually like you can do yeah. anything you want. <laughs> oh, well, what, I mean, what is the I purpose of life, do you think? Because it's obviously no, it's, not it's not to it's pay not. a mortgage. Is it? For your car no, and your house it's, and your kids' education. I think education. it's in some way to make a difference into whatever way you can to make an impact, you know, whether it's to another person making their life better, to, you know, bringing up children that might have an impact on changing the trajectory of the world because every, you know, every little child that's born, even though you go, this world is fucked in so many ways. Um yeah, now more than ever. But now more than our ever. Our children might be might just be the ones who can make a difference, um, and so teaching them, you know, yeah. the possibilities as well. Um, mm. But to make a difference for what? Like to what end? What what difference? That is an absolutely. That, to well, what, to who what knows? End? Really, it's a. We it's so weird, isn't it? Like, is it too... <laughs> like when I so since I've had Louis, sorry, well, since well... having kids, um, you know, we look at dinosaurs a lot far out, they lived for something ridiculous like 70 million years, they lived on the planet for that long, and they lived on the planet mm-hmm. 170 million years ago. It's a long time, and they were just living. It's a long time ago. <laughs> eating the grass, mm-hmm. eating, just eating, eating you know, vegetables. And the land changed, and they died, and other things happened. Um, but yeah, what for? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's the exactly. Maybe part of the reason why these strict guidelines around how you should live your life have been formed to try and give people the answers because I feel like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. This is a bit deep and kind of going, going off, going off on a bit of a tangent. Let's go. Come but, on. 
come on, I'm good for it. Like bring numbed. it. Bring it. We've been numbed in so many ways. Numbed mm. by food. Oh my God, yes. Numbed by rules. Mm. And so we don't, we don't open ourselves up to uh, so many other things and so many possibilities. And like, I read something the other day and I did, it was just an Instagram post. So I don't have any like full details of, of it. But he, he was like, there's been proof <laughs> that we only see something like 5% of what is actually in our environment. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have the capability of seeing things. <laughs> and some people do. Well, And some people do. I some people see like more. It mm. just gets beaten out of us. It gets beaten out of us. It gets dumbed down. You know, a kid might say that they've seen something and you'd say to them, don't be so silly. That doesn't exist. I mean, I don't, I don't, oh, yeah, I don't like ever my say that friends. to my kids because I think I've got to try and, you know, encourage them to be open to that stuff. But the more we get into society, you know, I've just sent both of my kids to school and I've been questioning it, questioning it because it means that they start to have to conform to a whole bunch of rules that, mm-hmm. you know, just get instilled in them and then they get, and, you know, install beliefs and, um, <sighs> yeah. So where was I going with that? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, this was the thing. What's, what are we, what are we making yeah, a difference like to what end? Journey. It's an explore, exploration, isn't it? I just think we are actually like little (laughs) bliss junkies. We're bliss-seeking missiles. Like our every moment and our every experience and our every interaction should be filled with bliss and joy and love and harmony Mm. and interaction with nature. And we are nature. And Mm. I think you're right. We've been so numbed, so beaten down, so poisoned by food by fluoride by rules by belief systems by structures it's like now we're so small we don't even we are so small yeah we we don't even know to question instagram box so many so many of us Mm -hmm. or so many people just think that that's just the way it is but i'm like that isn't the way it has to be Mm. (laughs) no 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 i don't think it is so I'm actually mm. practicing, yeah, literally yeah. being a bliss-seeking missile yeah. and to make that my way of life yeah. and living and, and, and work and play. Mm. Like there's no delineation How do you find between it? the two. Do you, yeah, good. Um, <laughs> and it, it's going well. Because I, like, mm. you know, well, for example, it's really interesting. I'm just like personal observation. I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, it, I'm just fascinated by, you know, my thoughts, my behaviours and, and stuff and I've recently learned that um earthing is actually a thing and that you you know by having your bare feet on the earth um you you get energy right oh and not on cement oh hell yes but not on cement mother earth yeah proper um, yeah mother Um, well apparently cement if it hasn't been sealed you can get, get some energy from oh i don't know that, that's okay no. i'd say go for the well, I'd no, go, I'd say i'll go just for say the from natural. personal experience well, i'll say no observation <laughs> is that i hardly ever have my yes. bare feet on on um the ground you know inside mm. around the house yeah it mm. is quite muddy where i mm. live mm. um <laughs> 
Well, yeah, it's okay if you. Ooh, got all a, the better. Like get mud between your toes. I think it's a yes for me. But observation. So yesterday I I was earthing. Uh, grounding so I made sure I didn't have my shoes on and I went to pick the kids up from school so I you know hopped in the car with bare feet <clears throat> I had to go into town the thongs yeah. came out I was like I don't know if I'm ready to go barefoot yet in town <laughs> you know and I'm like well I, totally I am like a barefoot like, I've been even though I'm trying my hardest to, to free to, to um you know <laughs> break down those ba- those barriers i've still got that still got a oh you know mm. maybe i shouldn't mm. be yeah socially yeah, acceptable really mm. Mm. <clears throat> no i've forgotten about shoes like literally mm. the only time i wore shoes was when i was in the gym um and during crossfit otherwise i was basically barefoot but these last um four years especially yeah um i will always have a pair of thongs mm. on hand but i literally even forget um, to take them or wear them. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll yeah. go in barefoot, yeah. butcher, cafe, everywhere, everywhere, yeah. beach. Like I'm barefoot constantly mm. and I don't even think twice about it. Um, yeah. And, well, you know and what? it is I very liberating. So <laughs> as well because um, Winnie, my little girl, she's nearly mm. five. She, like the first thing she does pretty much every day when she gets home from school, the first thing she does is takes her shoes and socks off. And when I told her that she started school this year and when mm-hmm. I told her that she wouldn't be allowed, to, wouldn't be allowed, which is ludicrous, to take her shoes and socks off. Like, I fucking hate mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that you have to tell your kids that they're not allowed mm. to do things that mm. are just so normal. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, she looked horrified. Mm. Mm. And when I was a kid, I used mm. to drive my mum insane because I always wanted to take my shoes and socks off. Probably, you know, mm. colder so wise mm-hmm. you watch Children them eat so right they don't eat if they're not hungry mm-hmm. yeah and I'm like okay you're not hungry then we won't mm. have breakfast you know but like mm. don't force mm. yeah so that like that numbing of <laughs> of you know being human comes mm-hmm. comes from yeah like I said mm-hmm. before food and all the rules that are are there to I don't know what are mm. they there for do you know Industrialization has a lot to do oh, with well, it. Well, don't don't start don't you me. You don't want to go where I think. <laughs> oh yeah. My God, I think yeah. we've been stolen, yeah. stolen from ourselves yeah. systematically. I do believe it. Um, mm. Yeah, I think if you were to go barefoot, mm. eliminate fluoride from your diet, and eat natural food. Yeah. The way Mother Nature intended, yeah. no interference by man, you know, min- minimal. Yeah. So not processing, not not altering. Um, yeah. or, or one step further is like grow your own food. Like, and then we, then we are back to being one with nature. And like we're little, we're a battery. Like if we just thought about mm. ourselves as a little like solar battery, we yeah. need to be grounded. We need to be in contact with the sun, and we need to be eating real food. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. Food that is rich, rich with nutrients, the way mm. Mother Nature intended, mm. drenched in the sun and the rain and the by the earth. Um, and I know for me that my entire health and yeah. well-being yeah. has changed as a result yeah. of living it's that way. It's fascinating, isn't it? But it's like <laughs> sometimes I feel mm. like I've taken mm. on such a big task with you know trying to educate people about about this because we're because all you know we surround the. the we surround ourselves with people that believe the same things as us, right? Often. And even Facebook and Instagram help mm. with that, don't they? By directing us to 
um, you know, people with the oh, same interests and that sort of thing. And um, so you forget that there's a whole lot of other people that um, don't that that they are following the rules. They don't know that they can. Yeah, that they don't. They don't. Know they the way can. That you feel inspired I don't even to think that yeah, they realise. No. no. Oh, I agree, and you know, I I I feel like I really resonate with what you just said, and I, you know, I made a decision. Mm. Um, you know, when COVID was really hitting, yeah. and there was just so many layers of fear and rules, and there was another layer of rules that squeezed the life out of everyone but what it did also was really confronted those mm. who needed to change you know needed to address their health and um I think I felt so passionately but I also have that depressive anxiety side to my personality like that's that's been a huge journey for me and I made a huge decision to focus on the light mm. to show to be just to be a way shower to 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 shine a bright light in a dark place so that mm. um you know like the light at the end of the tunnel it's not an oncoming train like it's the light you're seeking so I show being in nature I show breathing I show exercise I show being grounded I show being in the sun like I want to show yeah because that's the power we have is the power of example you know we can't force feed anybody you can't really like I'm not even sure about educating mm. I think we can lead by example um, and, and I see that you're doing that too and, and with a great passion like a real desire to make that difference but I, I think the difference that we're trying to make yeah. is to bring light and happiness and joy and freedom you know and that free will and free spirit back and health and radiance that's, and that's right you know, yeah all those I natural think, things yeah, that flow just, just um, helping people to understand that it is in their hands. It's not in someone else's hands, you know, that that we've got all of these mm. tools at mm. our fingertips, you know, taking your shoes off and standing in the sun and getting out in nature. They're, you know, and mm. choosing mm. what foods we eat to, you know, make us feel good and energized and, um, yeah, it's so true because once we become uh, cut off and that's isolated in a house, LED lights, shoes on all the time, never yeah. in the sunshine, mm-hmm. fear of the fear of cancer, mm-hmm. you know, like we we are so disconnected from all things that are natural and nature and flow and intuition yeah. that our decision making is impacted. You know, we make poor decisions, we have low mood, our health, our gut health is compromised, and everything is a slow demise, mm. a slow deterioration, deterioration, a slow slow and catabolic disconnection from everything that is yeah. natural and health giving yeah. and radiant um and so yeah, yeah we, yeah, we totally. get to show another way i um <clears throat> i don't want to get political or anything um <laughs> but i but but and like i and i but um, well, I've got <laughs> hang some on opinions that i'm not really like i'm not an anti-vaxxer by any um by any means my children have been vaccinated and I've had some vaccinations as a child and you know through pregnancy and that sort of thing but Mm. I Mm. I, I'm definitely not going to get the new vaccine that's come out Um, and I've declined certain health Mm. treatments when Mm. I was pregnant like a diabetes test where they make you drink liters of glucose and then test to see whether you're going to have a, a response to it. <laughs> I declined. And they like they make you feel like 
oh you can no, shame you but also like oh you, you know shame you. you you're a high risk yeah. woman you're 40 years old and I was like not nah, not having it not having it not mm. having it <clears throat> oh they no. they put a lot of fear no, and lot I of feel fear, like you know there's my, a lot of fear. I've got my family in the UK mm. and for a year they've basically been in lockdown right my dad's a uh, uh, my dad had a stroke mm, a few I years know. ago and he thankfully recovered but he's considered high risk he's hasn't been able to socialize with anyone and I guess this is more my um going you know talking what you were saying about people you know being mm. locked in their houses and stuff hasn't been able to socialize with anyone for you know 12 mm. months the news every day is just telling them how many people mm. have died and you know that's basically put the life of the fear you know the fear in them <clears throat> of course they're going to say yes to the freaking vaccine mm -hmm. <laughs> because it means that they're going to be allowed to go out and mm. see people. Well, <gasps> it's really scary. Well, we've been beaten it's down. Really scary. We? But like, and I feel for them because I, I, I don't want to say to my dad, "Don't have it," because I don't feel like I'm educated enough to make any dis health-related decisions for anyone, especially if they're, well, you, do you know what I mean? If they're a high-risk person, I'm not going to tell someone whether they should mm. or shouldn't. That's all down to personal choice. But it. I, I'm like, they don't know what it does. <clears throat> no. And you know what? I, I, I would really like to say this because I think what underlies what you're conveying now is that there are so many other avenues mm. and options available to us to build resilience, to build health, to, to, to raise our vibration and our energetic um you know, footprint up, 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 and they are not being pushed on us. Get, you know, an hour of sunlight, get, you know, be hydrated, make sure you're getting all of this plethora of high vibration sleep. nutrients into your body on a daily basis. Yeah. Notice when you're sleeping, you know, have patterns, breathe, you know, like no, ground. That's fine. These are not in the news. And that's what makes sake. me question, you know, the big pharmaceutical uh? thing. Don't get me wrong. I have taken, mm -hmm. you know, I, well, mm -hmm. I, yeah, it's in its place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But in its place. Yeah. There's a lot of money being made. Mm. Mm. There is, there is, there is. And there's not a lot of money <clears throat> in people growing their own vegetables exactly. and getting some sunshine. All that, that shit's virtually free. Breathing's free. Hydration's virtually free. You need to filter that yeah. water. That's for sure. There fluoride is a crime against humanity. If you ask me. Um, I think that, yeah, I think that I'm sure in the past mm. I've Well, I wish I've it was our country. We're one of the last countries to, like, to remove it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I'm sure the USA is full of mercury, oh, sorry, fluoride and God knows what else. But, yeah, yeah, no, I think, you know, you, you and I are both um, living mm. examples of, of an alternative way of life, alternative from mainstream yes, pharmaceuticals yeah. as and a I way of that, um, managing what health. What I really <laughs> want to try and mm. the message I really want to try and convey is that it's not like, you know, when people think about their health, often they go, oh, I need to do something, I have to go on a diet or I need to do something, I, you know, I'm going to mm. join the gym for three months. <clears throat> they're like projects or they're, they're not. Uh, and so it's not a lifestyle, right? 
they're not they're not part of your lifestyle they're just like another thing to put on Mm. the to-do list and they're 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 like part-time pursuits Mm -hmm. but they but yeah if you think of it as as integrating different behaviors into your lifestyle they just become your norm right they're not like extra things that you do because because Mm. of x y and z you just do them because you want to be um a human being Mm. Not a human doing. I read that somewhere. Do you like that? Yeah. Yeah. Interacting and healthy. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yes, I do. I do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell me, um, I'm interested to know then, like, how do you integrate Mm. all of these things that we're passionate about, which are natural health, right? All of that. Mm. Because so many of the things that like, or sleep is free, you know, but but Mm. basically water is free. The sunshine is free. Movement can be free. Do you know, there are so many things that, that raise our health and vibration up, 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 yeah. up, up, yeah. that can be integrated into a daily life of habits and rituals <clears throat> um, before you even looked at pharmaceuticals and, you know, all that mainstream yeah. medicine, which like, oh God, you look at me, I've had totally. multiple surgeries, all sorts of stuff. Like it has its place. Um, but it's, it's my, it's my, it's not my go-to. It's there if I need it. What, how have you integrated, you know, those natural <laughs> health promote? Because we haven't even talked about calories. Calories don't exist. Someone uh, made how many calories shall I eat? <laughs> <laughs> right? Someone made that ah. up. Ah. They're just a yeah. concept. So, if I'm not, so is money. If I'm not going to have 1,200 <laughs> calories a day. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's very deep. But, like, what's, what's your life? How do you nourish yourself mm. um, and maintain your health and yours okay. and your, and so, your children? Like, how does your day go? Well, look, I've been doing it for a long time. So I feel like there's different layers, aren't there? But, like, mastering, I think for anyone else who, who like, mastering mm. the basics. So I do some things that most people probably wouldn't want to do if, they've only, if they're only just starting out. Like I get up at 4.45 every day. I go out into our garage gym. I ride the bike for 10 minutes. Then I do some stretching. Then I meditate. So I have like an hour to myself. Um, and I have a hot, then a cold shower. Like they're all mm-hmm. things that I do that, that are conscious choices to, to upgrade. Yes, they're all free. Every one of them sounds free and um and that just raises 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 so i do that that's like my morning ritual and a lot of people enjoy staying up later when their kids have gone to bed because they feel like that's their time i'm the other way around that's my time so if my if my kids happen Mm. to wake up in that hour between five and six it's like go and do some coloring don't talk to me this is my time (laughs) Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, and that's so beautiful to give that example yeah. <laughs> and, and for them to respect your yeah. power of power. I, I also think, do you know, I just want to interrupt. Um, when you stay up late, generally what happens mm. is you eat shit, you drink shit, and you don't feel so good. And I know every time I've needed to extricate myself from whatever downward spiral, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual that I've been in, yeah. I start by getting up, like you said, 4.45 a.m., yeah. I start, doesn't matter how late I stay up, I get up early and I start those yep. habits yep. and they will utterly change your trajectory. Mm. Your and life. I think for anyone who Just is starting habit, out, if they said, don't feel like they don't else. have any other time in the day, mm-hmm. giving themselves even a half an hour earlier, wake up and doing some of those things for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. 10 minutes of stretching, five minutes of meditation, 
whatever. That... <clears throat> um, I take my dog for a walk, six o'clock in the morning. It's very dark at the moment. I have to have a torch. Then, then come home. Sometimes I have a PT client, yes. but that, um, uh, then it's just kids stuff, family stuff, school drop off. I have been recently for the last few months. I've been doing intermittent fasting. Yeah. Do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Same. So I do. I do uh, it's um, very much. I haven't part done of my any life. long fast. Yeah, I do very much the sixteen eight. So I don't usually eat until about ten thirty or eleven o'clock in the morning. So I have kind of like breakfast slash lunch. Um, and I do that for longevity, anti-aging yeah. rather than for weight loss. Cause people go, oh, why don't you, why do you need to do that? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not doing it for weight loss reasons. Like my, I've actually never, uh, I don't think I've ever mm. really in the last few years fo- had a focus on, we don't even own a set of scales. I wouldn't have a, wouldn't have a clue how heavy I am no yeah uh, yeah I don't know what I weigh just every now and again yeah. I've had to oh you're going no into idea. surgery what do you weigh so, um, oh, right, well, I don't know. yeah so mm-hmm. and um food I try and eat whole foods as much as possible lots of veggies I eat organic meat um wild caught fish probably only once every couple of weeks just because it's not that easy to get hold of well you know Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I whole foods. I don't. Um, I occasionally whole foods. Eat bread. Do you eat grains? Do My you family eat... do. I'm actually at a point where I mm. want to try and clean up some of my mm. kids' food, just because it's really easy to fall into the. <laughs> I call it. Yeah, I was going to say a trap. Yeah. Of easy convenient what will they eat kind of you know yeah. pasta bread i don't i think rice is for, yeah. is okay <clears throat> um so you know packed lunches especially what are they going to have they'll have a sandwich or whatever so i'm going to try and explore cleaning their food up a bit they don't, we don't really eat sugar i don't eat sugar yeah i don't eat chocolate or anything like that yeah um i do like a wine although i've significantly reduced that in the last couple of months um yeah and we have we we live on a cattle farm um organic beef farm so we bought half a beast um yeah oh i'll let you i'll let you know really what did that cost you i want one it was about a thousand something i think i really really need Mm. half a cow yeah for a half Oh my goodness! It was a lot. Half? It was it filled up. How a many chest kilos of meat are you getting out of that? Freezer. Yeah. And we just bought a pig yes. as well. Uh, we I shared half that. a pig with someone. <laughs> yeah. So we know where it's come from, you know. And I don't feel really uncomfortable about that. Um, but we're trying to eat I more vegetables that. and not have such a big focus on, you know, having a big piece of meat on the plate. <clears throat> Yeah, I, okay. I basically yep. eat meat at my dinner and I'll have fish, yep. chicken or beef, um, however much my heart desires, but with a massive yeah, salad nice. um, pulled out of the garden and avocado, lime, you know, all of that out of the garden. And um, yep. yeah, the, that, that really, like it's a thing, perfect balance we're eating for me. well, like where we get our produce from, 
Um, I, I'm, I feel uncomfortable with, you know, um, veggies and fruits that are mass produced, but it's really hard. You know, my kids, you know, Winnie loves strawberries and that's ah. one of the only fruits she'll eat. But strawberries are like one of the, you know, the things that they say are probably the highest risk from pesticide. Um, and kale, which is another thing that I love, but apparently that's really bad. Yes. Oh, mm. God, no. Kale's, kale's poison. That's not good for you. It's, um, yeah. I think it's a little bit like the soy products. Um, you know, they became very popular and um, there's a lot of hoorah around them, but they're actually is that, full of um, um, a lot of anti-nutrients. Even if you grow your own? Quite poisonous, feel, basically. Okay. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Mm. So I've stayed away from kale completely. I did go yeah. down that little rabbit hole and then I popped up um, having oh, done a little bit more know. research that's and I realised that is a definite no for me, definite mm. no. Um, real, um, and because I've got quite a sensitive gut. Um, so, yeah, that really okay. aggravates it as well. So, yeah, that's definitely off off the <clears throat> off the menu for me. Um, but do you know what I also do? Like, I don't know what your position is, but I, you know, I used to like the sort of 80, 20 or 90, mm. 10% um, uh, way of living. So, like 20 or 10% of my diet <laughs> can just be whatever shit I feel inspired yeah. to eat. Could be kale, could be a packet of chicken crimpies, you know, like yeah. if I'm really called to it, I'll just go there and I'll enjoy it. I won't feel any guilt. I won't worry about the consequences. I'll just do it and then I'll get on with my extremely healthy, yeah. Yeah, you know, incredibly like resilient, like healthy way of eating night, and living. You know, <laughs> um, I don't, the reason I don't eat a lot of bread or anything yeah. like that is yeah. just because I don't really, like I don't find it very satisfying, especially now that I'm fasting, I'm much more conscious of the foods that I do mm. eat in my window of eating. You know, like I don't want to eat bread roll when I'm mm. – <laughs> I want to make sure that mm. the foods that I'm eating are nutrient-dense no. because I'm going to fast for 16 That's hours and it. I don't want to – yeah. Like a bread roll is not going to cut it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah, less is more. Yeah. So I eat less, yeah. but what I eat is so much more um, high yeah. quality, yeah. high vibration, high joy, <laughs> high bliss factor, mm. you know. No calories, no weighing, you know, none of that. I'm like I'm intuitive now and I trust my intuition. I think when you're mm. further down that dark pit of despair of the health journey, um, your intuition is is not an intuition, it's a craving. Yeah. It's triggers and cravings and it can take you to bad places. Um, and then that, of course, builds up its own um, head of steam, but so can high mm. vibration, um, you know, that real bliss, bliss, joy. Yeah. Um, One thing health, I really noticed energy about the foods um, and the choices when I started made. intermittent fasting, it's, and I thought, God, this is really interesting, Um a lot of people say that it gives you much better mental clarity. Yeah. But I think that that mental, when I, when I heard people talking yes, about that, I thought that they meant like mental clarity or I'm all of a sudden going to be super focused at work, for example. But what I found was that it was that, um, mm. like you said, raising your vibration clarity. Yeah. Oh, I see. I'm seeing things in a different light. Mm. I've seen the, you know, I'm seeing different not different colors. I wasn't hallucinating, but you know, I'm seeing everything, everything's brighter. Everything's clearer. Everything is a little mm. bit lighter. 
And yes. that's when I really realized how numbing food yes. is. Numbing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes, it's poison. And what about your creativity? Wow. And, and, and for me, because I meditate a lot, like I've, I've been meditating hours a day. I've had a huge meditation journey this, this lifetime, but particularly these last 18 months, it's saved my life on so many levels. But my intuitive awareness, my, the, mm. the purity um, and experience of my, wow. the depth of my meditation is indescribable. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, there's definitely incredible. Yeah. And like you said, longevity with intermittent fasting. So you're, you said you yep, eat, yep. um, so you eat breakfast, lunchy thing around what? 11 Oh, with my food. Well, I and then try, what happens? Sometimes I make a smoothie with, with greens. I've just been using when you eat um, again, some dinner. bone broth collagen. Mm. So just, I, I made, um, bone broth from our, from our mm. cow and, um, I didn't put anything with it, so no garlic, no onion, no celery or anything Aww. like that, just the bones, so that it basically doesn't taste of anything. And I put a bit of that in a smoothie yes. with some greens. I'm going to have to try your greens when we yes. run out of the ones that we've got. Um, <laughs> some mushrooms. You will never turn back, ever. There is no okay. other greens Good. like mine Good. on Good. the I'm planet. I just to have it. to tell you, um, it's really I'm true. I'm playing with some Go mushrooms, on. so we've got lion's mane <laughs> at the moment. Is that supposed to be good for hormones? Yeah. Um, I love lion's mane. Mm. Do you? Do you have it for, what do you have it for? Yeah, I have lion's mane, lion's mane every day. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that it's good for. Like, yeah, cool. you know, so I mean, mushrooms just are just incredible. Trying, I've got a plethora trying, of like the turkey tail, the cordyceps. Um, so. Lion's mane out. every day, I drip, drip um, feed. Some berries, a banana, and then just water. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is pretty yummy. Yeah. We've got tank water and we filter it. And what kind of water? How, how, what's your attitude towards I've your water? I've got one of those big ceramic ones. That you, and you filter it with what kind of filter? Um, everything, I think. And that you filters can. out? <laughs> I oh. hope. Everything. So you can get okay. a special <laughs> thing for it if, yeah. you, everything. if you're on tank water, yeah. uh, if you're on yeah. town water that takes out fluoride. But because we're on tank water, we don't have that. So it basically yeah. just takes out any bugs and things, I think. But, oh, my goodness, it yeah. tastes so different to town yeah. water. Yeah. If I, I hate town water. <laughs> you can just taste the chlorine yeah. in it. Doesn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. even the kids, when I, when I take oh, them to smell school, it. I'm like, smell it. make sure, and make it's sure their water bottles are filled offensive. up. Because I think, I don't want my kids drinking that shit. Holy dooly. Ooh. No, I'm paranoid yeah. about it. Like I, yeah. I'm quite passionate and paranoid about oh, I it. Drink a lot. Um, the first thing I do when yeah. I get up in the morning is drink well, How much water. water would you drink a day? Um, I probably drink, I don't know if I, I must drink yeah. at least three litres. Yeah, yeah, at least, yeah. A day, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting I'm journey, isn't it? Forty-seven in two weeks' time. And do you do you feel? So how old are you now? <laughs> yeah. And how do you feel? Yay for you! It only gets better. Um, how do you feel about your health, physical, <clears throat> mental, emotional health now compared to the I rest of your days? I feel days? pretty good. Yeah, I feel pretty good. I about three years ago, I 
um, started using essential oils as well. Do you use any essential oils? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I am passionate about mm. all of those things. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. for me, everything everything Same. I do so, is about microdosing um, the very best so that I can get my I hands on. I started using essential oils and I basically took out any – I was a bit of a mad um, for pain, you know, just sort of pain from exercise pain, uh, a mad anti-inflammatory paracetamol popper. Yeah, yeah, it was just like a – when I started using essential oils. Oh, really? Wow. wow. I was like, oh, how, how long? this is it, I'm going to use them for pain and uh, ah. inflammation. And, and so I do. And I've taken paracetamol once in the last three years. I haven't taken any other pharmaceutical medications. I've used, I've used essential oils instead of antibiotics. And so um, how did... When yeah. I've had, yeah, when I had an infection. Yeah. I've got um, and how do you use them? High grade ones. So I do use them internally, like I'll, I'll ingest them, um, or just um, aromatically, skin, topically. I had a diffuser, but it broke. And you know, <laughs> if it, it if it still worked, yeah. I would use it, especially in my office. But <laughs> because it broke, I'm not going to buy another one at the moment. But yeah, yeah I. And the kids use them like, you know, they use them. I use, I use them for skincare. Yeah. So I make all my own skincare. I make my own deodorant. I make body lotion, um, you know, hair wax, yeah. you, you name it, lip balm. <clears throat> the ones that I use wow. mostly What do you go are to essential oils? What could you not live without? <laughs> Which is, you know, just seems so basic, a bit boring. Um, mm -hmm. Tea tree. Yeah, tea tree, lemon, lavender. No, God, no. It's like the, the king that I use. But we use oregano, oregano for infection. Yeah. No, oh, that does yeah. so much, doesn't it? But, you know, I've oregano. I've got lots of different ones. Yeah. <laughs> but they're the yeah. ones that I use every day. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm. So tell me, so your life, um, what do you do now? Like, what are you doing for so work? So I've been very fortunate yeah. that I've what, been on a bit of a what's journey. Been evolution to I, now? You know, because we sold our business, I've been able to do that. And Darren's been very supportive. And I'm sure sometimes he rolls his eyes and says, oh, she's off on another tangent. But <laughs> <laughs> they are all interlinked. But, you know, Don't it you. is a journey, yeah, like, as, you, as you know. Um, so I did actually start off um, with essential oils. Um, I, I became a wellness advocate for a, multi, uh, a, a what do you call it? Multi-level marketing essential oils company. DoTerra? Yeah. So, so oh, I did. What's that? I was doing that for a while. And, oh, you do that. You know, I really doTERRA. loved it. And I'm do, 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 still super passionate about essential oils. However, uh, when I moved to the countryside, I, um, it didn't feel right. And, you know, it, it's an, uh, where I live is quite alternative, you know, got an alternative um, population, I suppose. And I didn't want to tread on anyone's toes, anyone's toes. It just didn't feel right. It felt a bit icky to, you know. So I'm quite happy to teach people about them if they ask. Yep. But I don't go out yep. spruiking, spruiking about it. So I kind of put that on hold and 
you know, yes. had a bit of a chat with Darren and he was like, you know, you, you're passionate about teaching people about health. So, you know, why don't you try and go down that line a little bit more? And yes. so I, I sort of, you know, had have a little email list and I put out a free course and um, got a little bit of work doing some coaching online um, and, you know, still exploring, still trying to get my message right, I guess, you know, so that people know how, if, if I'm the one for them, <laughs> I'm not for... Okay, so... What, and what do you think it is? I, what have you come up with so far? What's your message? Well, my message is all the things that we've been talking about, I guess. <laughs> no, but more recently, so I started membership. <laughs> I don't mean to put you on the spot here. <laughs> August, and I've got a handful, two handfuls of members on my online membership. Yeah, two handfuls. Um, and, you know, I've, I'm really grateful that they've entrusted yeah. themselves to me to support them through their health journey. And it has been really about educating them around sleep and stress and um, movement and, you know, all of the things, nutrition, all of the things that make up. But I, my membership's called Create. And the reason it's called Create is because although there are principles that we need to live by when it comes to being healthy, you create it in a way that works for you and you put it into your lifestyle in a way that works for you. Mm. Not everyone's going to be the same. And it's about being curious and listening to your body and understanding that oh when I do that I feel like this or you know so so it's I'm still trying to well like most people yes. because I have a, a yeah. personal training background they go oh well so I need to lose weight and I'm like no <laughs> I'm not a fucking weight loss coach um so but more recently <laughs> I've actually realized no I've actually realized mm. I'm a biohacker what are you? Yeah. A wellness coach. Which you are. Two. Yep. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you say that. Okay. I, I, I feel like I'm, yeah. um, I'm, a, I'm a, maybe a bioharmonizer. Mm. I feel like we're harmon. I think biohacking was, and I, I agree, right? And I've, yeah. I've really journeyed with this too, but I think this is a like yeah. biohacking has been a very masculine essential thing of the last decade but now there's such a, mm, a feminine okay. flowing intuitive yeah. shift and okay. I really believe we are harmonizing so anyway that's what I'm doing and that we are the leaders of that <laughs> I can't change my name again <laughs> my, my... <laughs> mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah so um no, really I'm just so sort sorry of trying to educate people and use it yes, but yeah, I guess the reason I like the words biohacker and someone said to a woman said to me oh thank god because there are so many men doing this and it's so great to hear that there's a woman that's doing it um and it the reason I like it is because it's what yes. I've been doing for the last however long I remember you know personal observation with food when I was a teenager you know oh this makes me feel this way this makes me feel this way you know yes. there was these little things going on throughout my life and but it's yes. always been yes. experimental there's never really been any personal judgment. It's never been, you know, I have to do the gym because I feel bad or guilty. It's more like, oh, I wonder if I do this exercise, what my legs will look like <laughs> or how I'll feel. Or I wonder if I can get faster at running. Like it's always been like if I eat this food or if I intermittent fast, what am I going to feel like? What's my experience going to be? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's always I relate been much to that more so completely. I wonder if I did. Like, I wonder what? if I go to bed at this time without Ooh. watching TV. God, I sleep better. Observation. Mm. Yeah, record it, put it down. Curiosity. I came up with yes, yeah, yes. I came up with the curiosity. Three C's. Mm. I didn't come up with it's them, very childlike. But there are three wonder. C's that I think it's um, curiosity, mm. choice, mm. choice. They're not in any particular order. Choice curiosity and consciousness yeah okay go for it <laughs> yeah those three that. c's are important, like part of just part yeah. of an exploration of of I health and how we can um I, and i guess that oh. the, the, the thing i like about biohacking is it's optimization it's like how can i be the best version of myself yeah Yeah, I really like that. <laughs> I really oh. like that. And, and you know what I love? I love how you've come alive in this part of the conversation. And yeah. it's so, it's so yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're just living it and breathing yeah. it and passionate about it and, and exploring it and curious about it and sharing it. It differentiates me so that, you know, it's like a, hopefully a beacon for people who go, I want it for women, especially, and mums, I want to I try mm. what she's doing. I want, I want that. Yes, mm. that sounds like I don't want a weight loss program. I don't want a fitness program. I yes. want to have what she's got. I want more energy. I want to sleep better. Mm. I want vitality to be able to enjoy my life and my children, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah. fingers crossed, hey. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> I love that. I do. I really love that. And you know, I mean, you've you've done such hard work, and you're in such a position. And I, I think on the planet now, with the way things are changing, as as um as difficult and challenging and dark and fearful the changes that have occurred in the last twelve months on mm. the planet, uh, I think they are only matched by the incredible opportunities, and um, yeah, you know, this magnificent opportunity to mm. to experience extraordinary health and purpose <laughs> and to have guides like yeah yourself and it's just really just trying to get the message out there and it, yeah look, hopefully it can, it's, yeah yeah it, it's a challenge uh well I don't like that word actually I don't like the word challenge I don't like um I don't like discipline <laughs> uh mm. you know words that make it sound hard it's not discipline. a challenge it it's a it's not always mm. easy because you're a, you can you know I'm a small fish in a very big pond and so that's why I have to remind myself that any person I can help in any way if I can touch one life you know and make it better then I'm doing my job yeah yeah, yeah. I think the beauty of these changing times is that we are coming back to community and the common unity but community mm. our community and that's where we can be change agents and you know it's the ripple effect and we're bring, being brought back to the beauty of yeah. that the simplicity yeah. of that and yeah I think you're living breathing um, and, ex- and exploring <laughs> that that's incredibly powerful mm. Mm. And, and, you know, I mean, the women yeah. around our age, you know, for late 40s, mid 40s, late 40s, well, 40s to 50s. We're still mothers, you know, though. I don't. We, I mean, I don't yeah, have children. We're still but mothers. We are the women who have, have yeah. we are mothers. Yeah. 
and and we we have the power to inter- mm. integrate and interact and and with one another and to spread yeah. that beautiful wisdom and yeah, passion exactly. amongst ourselves the change one another agents. and the children yeah. and that that's the yeah. future right there yeah we're the change agents yeah we are we really are um and that's that's a beautiful place to be and you know like given all of the changes you've been through and the strength you've developed and the structures you've developed and now this softening mm. awareness and gift of health and well-being and integrated thinking and um you know here you are in this you know beautiful part of the world with an opportunity to to share all of that um, <laughs> it's really powerful yeah, and it's so simple yeah. and and, and seemingly yeah, is, so humble so and small simple, but and it's literally know, it's just power going back that. to going back yeah. to the way things work <laughs> basic i know but you know the beauty is that but we go back to the very you know the yeah. like yeah. the way things were so we're more you know, connected we in villages and yeah. simple but yeah. we have technology yeah. now we have yeah. extremely you know biohacking yeah. technology yeah we are it's a powerful time really powerful yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, what should we um what should we profound leave on? Is there anything words of heart <laughs> Any profound words of wisdom that you haven't already mm. shared? Profound, deep, deep. No. Like <laughs> life-changing couple of words. <laughs> no, look, I just um uh, no. That's just too much pressure. Um, I just yeah, want people to yeah, be curious, explore. Don't feel like you have to like this is the way it has to be like we're we are there's always choice and I guess find find like-minded people if you do want to change or you yeah find like-minded people don't and um I like I'm very grateful that we've bumped into each other in this very unusual way um because it's it's nice to have someone that's on a similar path sim you know different but similar <laughs> yeah absolutely well we lift each other up and when we get to share and and like co-create and collaborate and that's that is the way of the future with curiosity Mm. and passion and you know that's the example you're setting and that's what you will attract and I'm you know I'm so excited to be able to share all that you are and all that you've um you know journeyed through to be here now um with you know these beautiful women who who listen to us and um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I just you. think it's such a privilege um, to to be in that space. Yeah, I'm um, incredibly grateful, and I know I don't know what's mm. ahead for us, but we no haven't, reason. you know, like no. fallen into each other's little <laughs> right. um, bubbles um, for by mistake. <laughs> mm, absolutely, absolutely. Well, between my budgie <laughs> and um, and the goings on and your little puppy in the background, I think it's been very, very real. And I, yeah. I really appreciate that. I love exactly. that space. Like we're not, we're not pretending to be anything but, you know, passionate women on a purpose yeah. and with a I really appreciate you inviting me and raise to talk with you. Vibration. So I, I thank you for that. <laughs> now you must tell us. So you're, hey, Ishka, what are you doing down there? Get back up Okay. Here. Excuse me. Um, um, where can so people find you? And find I will share all of this, obviously, Instagram. in the show notes. My Hello. handle is create underscore health and lifestyle. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Just create underscore and, health and yeah, lifestyle. Come and see me. Yes. Follow me. <laughs> okay. Follow That's me. a beautiful place to start. Um, yeah. 